the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's always an honor. Today is Tuesday, July the 21st, 2020, in the year of our Lord. Today on July 21, 1925, the so-called monkey trial ended in Dayton, Tennessee. I mentioned the other day that it had begun. John T. Scopes was found guilty of violating state law by teaching Darwin's theory of evolution. Conviction was later overturned on a technicality. I told you that as well. But anyway, today, on July 21, 1925, it was over until it wasn't over anymore. One thing about progressives, far left, they never quit. Sometimes Christians and conservatives get weary of it all, but they seem sometimes to be possessed. They never stop pushing their agenda, ever. Today in 1796, Scottish poet Robert Burns died. He's 37 years old. His work continues. Many people read what he wrote, his poems and so on. They're in cards, one thing or another. Today in 1861, during the Civil War, the first Battle of Bull Run was fought at Manassas, Virginia. The Confederates won. Today in 1873, the Jesse James gang robbed a train in Adair, Iowa. I think that was the first... <clears throat> the first train robbery of that kind in history. They got a lot of money. Today, in 1944, American forces landed on Guam during World War II. They captured it from the Japanese about three weeks later. And today, in 1944, the Democratic National Convention, Chicago, nominated Senator Harry S. Truman to be vice president. Today, 1969, Apollo 11 and astronauts Neil Armstrong and Edwin Buzz Aldrin blasted off from the moon aboard the ascent stage of the lunar module. They docked with the command module, came back to Earth. We talked about that yesterday. I mentioned that there was a communion service on the moon. First thing that was done on the moon, if you missed that, I won't repeat it, but we talked about that a little bit yesterday, had communion. Bless the Lord, the God who created everything. Today in 1980, draft resignation, uh, registration, not resignation, it, did, it was resignation by some, but draft registration began in the United States for 19 and 20-year-old men. And today in 1999, Navy divers found and recovered the bodies of John F. Kennedy Jr., his wife Carolyn, sister-in-law Lauren Bassett, they found the wreckage of Kennedy's plane. He was flying it, of course, as you know, in the Atlantic Ocean off Martha's Vineyard. Standing in broken glass, looted buildings, smoke-burning cars, bonfires, Seattle police overstated the obvious Sunday night. They told the press, these are criminal acts, not peaceful protests. Why would they even need to feel... They should declare the acts criminal. But all of us ordinary people out here, across the Northwest and across the country, we know it's criminal. At a glance, 
a fifth a fifth grader knows it's criminal. They look at the screens, they look at the pictures, and a kid knows, boy, they shouldn't be doing that. It's clearly criminal. I don't think it's because the police are un, unattached or uninformed. I think it's because the leaders are uninformed or they just don't care or they're possessed by some weird idea that they just can't get over called liberalism or progressivism. Portland's mayor is experiencing the same outcome as Seattle's mayor. Same thing going on. Portland authorities continue to allow anarchists to rule the city. Anarchists keep a grip on Portland. The mayor stands by like, I'm going to get Trump. That's the main theme that we hear from the mayors and the governors. It's all about getting Trump. Well, the, well, the city burns. They're even complaining now about the help from federal law enforcement. I've been around a while. I've lived not long, as Ben Franklin said. I'm not that old, but I've been around a while. Never seen anything like this in my life. Vietnam went through all that. As a young man, I remember it well. I remember the riots on the campuses, San Francisco State University, when this Dr. Ayakawa got up on a little short Asian guy was president. He got up there with a microphone and told those people to get with it or get out. He said, I'm in charge here. And he got control of the of the university, but they were doing some of the same things then. But I've never seen anything on this scale in my life, in America. Oh, I've seen it in third world countries, but not here. And unfortunately, I didn't expect to see it, and you probably didn't either, but that's that's where we are today. Fox News is reporting this morning on the 54th night of demonstrations, the group of parents dressed in yellow and orange marched from downtown Waterfront to the Justice Center. They repeatedly set off to meet up, protect the protesters, who they said were being gassed and injured by federal officers, Trump's officers. (laughs) I found it wrong that the federal government was trying to come here and prevent people from protesting and exercising their right to assemble and protest this mom, Megan Kelly, in Portland. Seattle's Q13 is reporting that things went bad Sunday, but a group began throwing rocks, bottles, and firecrackers at police, injuring 12, 12 officers. One was taken to a hospital. The protesters vandalized the Seattle Police Department headquarters Seattle Municipal Court, they began targeting downtown businesses, marching to the West Precinct. Q13 says where they tried to break in, but they were thwarted by officers, injuring multiple officers, sending one to the hospital. That's how they reported it. Police arrested two, but the protesters moved on. Q13 says from there, the group went to Capitol Hill for more looting and property damage. They set set a fire inside a biz, business as well as inside the East Precinct where windows had already been smashed out. It's unbelievable what these people are doing. Video on social media shows protesters linked to Black Lives Matter rioting in Seattle. It's all over the world. Everybody's looking at the Northwest. And their head is going back and forth between Seattle and Portland. It's amazing what's taking place 
right here in this corner of the country. But it's really not about black lives. Two and a half weeks ago, I talked about on this program, it was three weeks ago today, tomorrow, I talked about on this program the fact that this was not about black lives. I thought it probably was in the beginning. I mean, most of us did until I started to focus on it. I thought it was a, a movement about black lives. That was a long time ago, weeks ago. Much has happened since then. But as I began to focus on this, as it began to play out, it became very apparent very quickly. This is not about black lives. It has little to nothing to do about black lives. But these parents are so stupid and uninformed, they're out there marching in front of their kids because they think, they think they're marching, or they say they think, they're marching for civil rights, just like Martin Luther King. No, they're not. They're a, they've become a front and a protection for the Antifa and the terrorists and all of the people, all of the people who want to dismantle and bring down this country. And they either are complicit with that or they are so uninformed, they're ignorant. And there they are out there protecting their children as a front for the people who are burning and looting and killing. I have gotten so tired recently of watching local news people in the Northwest, small markets and large markets, the Seattle-Portland market, and then across the smaller markets, they sit there night after night after night and they report on this stuff and they do it from a leftist point of view 99% of the time and they'll always preface their reporting by saying it was mostly a mostly peaceful protest took place at blah, 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 whatever street corner, whatever. It's not mostly peaceful. It's mostly criminal and it's mostly destructive. Maybe there are more people there trying to be peaceful and fewer who are there to destroy, but it's not mostly peaceful. But we hear that night after night after night. Communism, Marxism says if you tell a lie that's big enough and you tell it long enough, Hitler used that line himself. But if you tell it, tell a big enough lie and tell it often enough, people will believe it. And I think that's what's happening in our culture today. We're being told things time after time after time after time, and we've got to we've got to come together in this racial divide. We got to we got to defeat systemic racism. We don't have to defeat systemic racism. We have to defeat the sin that is driving this, and the sin that's driving this has been defeated on the cross two thousand years ago, and we've got to come to the point where we. Stop hiding from Christianity and start proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ to a dark to a world that is darkened and and insane and going to hell. And that's what needs to happen in America. But in the meantime, these demonstrations continue. And these blank faced, empty minded people that are elected stand by. And Trump sends a few a few federal agents into town to protect federal buildings and they just explode. We gotta get rid of him. We gotta get him out of here. We gotta defeat him. We gotta get rid of him. Portland's mayor stood by and watched his city looted, burned, broken, and destroyed Sunday. 
as it has been for 54 consecutive days now, as to up today. Explain to CNN what's really going on. Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler. CNN, he told them the reason these peaceful demonstrations have turned so violent is because Donald Trump came to Portland. Not actually, but his people did. He said they're wearing uniforms. They're masked. We don't even know who they are. And they're there. Wheeler said, and I'm quoting him. He said, the president has a complete misunderstanding of cause and effect. What's happening here is we have dozens, if not hundreds, of federal troops descend. There's not hundreds anywhere, but descending upon our city. What they're doing is they are sharply escalating the situation. Their presence here is actually leading to more violence and more vandalism, and it's not helping the situation at all. This is after 54 days of chaos in Portland. He's now blaming Donald Trump, who sent some troops there to protect federal buildings a few days ago. That And the, he expects people to believe it, and CNN reports it. And so do the stations and newspapers in your area. It's the truth except that it isn't. He said their presence here is actually leading to more violence and more vandalism. It's not helping the situation at all. They are not wanted here. This is the mayor of Portland. We haven't asked them to be here. In fact, we want them to leave. Jake Tapper on CNN, he said to Wheeler, he said, do you think the Trump administration is breaking the law in your city? Wheeler responded, I absolutely do. Wheeler knows the difference between breaking the law and not breaking the law. He said Trump's tactics are abhorrent. The people who are standing by as the law is broken day after day after day here in the Northwest are the ones on national television explaining to the people who are watching CNN what breaking the law is about and how abhorrent it is and how they disdain those lawbreakers and on and on and on, as long as it's related to Trump. Tapper never thought, well, he did think, but he never thought to ask the mayor, I say that rhetorically, how he feels about the burning, breaking, looting that's taking place. Or as I said, 54 now consecutive nights. Perhaps it's Wheeler, not Trump, who has a complete misunderstanding of cause and effect. Or maybe he's in denial. Both he and Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin, she's in denial. She's the one that was standing up here a while back, labeling the Capitol Hill fiasco that ended up with the death of people being shot. She called it the summer of love, remember? Liberal cities have become hell holes, and they become a place of radical mayhem. Back when these protests first began some number of weeks ago, when it became evident that it wasn't going to be a one- or two-day deal, the, the Wall Street Journal editorial board, they published an editorial that was titled Liberal Cities, Radical Mayhem. Keep in mind, I mean, things have been moving quickly and at the same time this has been going on for weeks and weeks and weeks now we got the coronavirus on the one hand and we got these crazies on the other hand 
I mean, what a world. We need order. We need some kind of understanding. Judeo-Christian values brings that understanding, that order, that peace, that liberty to a people, to an individual, and to a culture. But we have thrown that away. And these are some of the results. Anyway, that editorial that the Wall Street Journal published a few weeks ago, it's even more true now, but they were very insightful with what they wrote. They began with this in the editorial. They said, the broken windows, school of policing says that if you can maintain public order by taking care of even small examples of disorder, such as fixing broken windows, liberals scorned the policy in the last decade as somehow racist. Well, in recent days, we've learned that America, that's the editorial board of the Wall Street Journal some weeks ago, just as this whole chaotic thing was starting. They said, well, in recent days, we've learned that America's left does have a broken windows policy. Let rioters break enough windows and loot enough stores, and maybe their righteous anger will be satisfied. That's certainly how it looked when the sun rose Tuesday. This was three and a half weeks ago, four weeks ago now. Over the broken glass, looted storefronts, burnt out cars, vandalized buildings in New York, Philadelphia, St. Louis, Madison, and other American cities. The editorial board continues, public officials let rioters exploiting the memory of George Floyd run wild in the streets, even after nearly a week of violence. These and other liberal democratic cities let lawless radicals harass and plunder almost at will. The Wall Street Journal, it's, it's a rather long piece, but they concluded that if these mayors can't or won't stop the mayhem, these Democrats will be complicit in destroying their own cities and harming the very people they claim to speak for. Well, the Wall Street Journal was absolutely right. But the point is, these people don't care if they're complicit or not. They are so obsessed with what they believe, and that is progressivism, which has a continually evolving, changing, fluid set of values and virtues. They don't care. Now, nearly after nearly two months of mayhem, these so-called progressives, these far-left mayors and governors, but mayors, continue to make excuses for the weeks and weeks of rioting in their cities. Now they've got a hold of this thing that Trump. Trump is the reason. Because he sent federal law enforcement officers to protect federal buildings. Well, ironically, <laughs> ironically, they better get used to it, according to what the Acting Customs and Border Protection Commissioner, Mark Morgan, said yesterday. He said, we have no plans to leave. He said, and I'm quoting him, Mark Morgan, he's the Acting Customs and Border Protection Commissioner in the Trump administration. He said, I quote, these individuals we're talking about are not protesters, they're criminals. Every night they're willfully coordinating, organizing, planning to intentionally attack and destroy federal property and harm agents and officers. Those are criminals. That's who we're talking about. That's why they're there, and we're not going anywhere. He said President Trump is also weighing in on the situation. He said President Trump is planning to send additional federal resources to cities around the country this week. Boy, that won't play well. But, you know, I've been, <clears throat> excuse me, I've been thinking about this a lot. 
I mean, how can you not think about it? It isn't just here in the Northwest. It's all across the country. Not every city, but certain cities. And when you track the leadership in the cities, it always leads you to far-left progressivism. The people that appear to be so laid back, the Governor Inslee's and the Kate Browns and in Oregon, and all of these people so laid back and so in control, their philosophy, their beliefs have led all of us, because they're elected, have led all of us to this kind of chaos. And there's a certain sense about these people that this is kind of becoming not normal, but almost normal, because they are the reason these people are burning and looting and breaking and stealing and doing this night after night after night, and now their parents are out there marching in front of them to protect them from Donald Trump. All of this is happening because someone has disrupted the beautiful flow of peace and tranquility that progressivism and tolerance and equity and inclusion and all of these things bring to a society. That is a big lie. That lie is on the level of Satan's remarks to Eve in the garden. It's simply a lie. It's a destructive lie. But we shouldn't be surprised because our kids, our kids, we've sent them off in the big yellow bus to public education for a generation or more. And here we are today. These people are all growing up now and they can't even think straight because they weren't educated properly. They were indoctrinated with a philosophy that has ruined every culture where it's ever taken root. Every single culture. Cultural Marxism, socialism, communism, all of this is destructive. There's only one way for a society to have peace and all of this and and prosperity. And our founders knew what that was. They committed themselves to that. Their lives, their reputations, their fortunes, their honor. They said so when they declared the independence of America. There's only one kind of government that has a chance in a sinful world. And they, and I believe providentially and sovereignly led by God, found that way. They created a a nation. They brought such peace and prosperity and hope and help to the world. America has been the most prosperous, the most peaceful, the most generous nation in the history of the world. And these people are attacking the very foundations of what made America, what made America great. We've watched this simmer for quite some time, but this whole thing, the year 2020 is going to go down as an unusual year in history, if anybody writes it correctly. There is a cultural war. It's between those who believe we're an imperfect but great nation built on virtuous principles those who look at Mount Rushmore and see slave-owning colonizers worthy of their scorn would seek to bring us down. This war is between those who believe in free and open debate the or- and the Orwellian thought police who demand absolute loyalty under the threat of public humiliation 
personal ruin. If you don't line up with us, we'll humiliate you. We'll publicize you. And if possible, we will arrest you. If you're a florist who won't make a bouquet for a so-called same-sex wedding. That's the world we live in today. And in part, it's because those of us who believe and know better and know the truth have been silent. In between those, this culture of war is between those who respect the sanctity of life and those who encourage women to shout their abortion. That's a new movement now. It's been drowned by these other rioting voices. But I'll tell you, during my time, I've never seen anything like this in all of my life, except in distant, faraway, third-world countries. I've seen the semblance of this. I never thought I'd see this in America. But I will tell you, it isn't hopeless. There is hope. Yesterday, before just before we ran out of time on the program, I was talking a little bit about about Isaiah chapter 40. I want to go back to that just for a couple of minutes today. I believe this is a word from the Lord, and all of us know this, Christians particularly. We know Isaiah 40. We know what the Bible says about they shall mount up with wings like eagles. But I really felt and do feel that this needs to be emphasized, at least at this moment. All Scripture is given by God. It's Inerrant, I mean, it's without error. It's sanctified by God. It's spoken by God. It is God's word. It doesn't change. Everything is changing in our world. We need something to stand on, and that is his word. The rock. Jesus Christ is the rock. He is the word made flesh. So we stand on the word of God. And I want to just reiterate that again today before we say goodbye. We shall renew our strength by waiting on the Lord. And what I was saying yesterday as we ran out of time on the program, what I was saying is that we waiting on the Lord is not going into seclusion and becoming silent. Waiting on the Lord is knowing in the in your heart of hearts that no matter how bad it gets, no matter how out of control it is, and it is. There is a God who is in control, and that God is over all, and that God lives in you as a a Christian, as a believer. And we wait on God. We see God. We're active. We need to be engaged. We need to be informed. We need to be active, not passive, but yet knowing in our heart of hearts. And that's where the peace of God that passes all understanding comes from is by waiting on God and saying, God, I know you're in control. I'm going to do this. I'm going to vote. I'm going to talk. I'm going to resist. I'm going to do all of these things. But God, ultimately, I know that you are in control. I'm going to work like it all depends on me. And I'm going to pray like it all depends on you, God, because it does. That's what Isaiah is talking about. And you will mount up with wings like eagles. And you'll soar above the storms. That's what they do. They get the updraft. So relax, but stay engaged. Be bold, but be sure that God is in control. Thank you for your support. But we need it. Box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009. 
888-900-0009. As long as you'll support us, we'll keep doing what we do. Thank you so much, and thank you again for being with me today. I'll see you tomorrow.